We could survive that. We could survive that. We could survive. I hear you whispering. Planning on stealing something? No, ma'am, we're not. Plan on murdering me in my sleep? What? No. Hello and welcome to We Could Survive That, your survival guide to the movies. I'm Jack and today I'm joined by a man who's not happy about what's happening. It's Chris. You bastard. <laughs> you are completely right in that, but we'll get on to that. Yes. But first, the news. That was terrible. I, I played the tune in my head and it came out completely wrong out of my mouth. So, uh, Not the can... jingle for the news. Nope, you can edit that out. That's fine. <laughs> Chris, big news regarding Doctor Who. Peter Capaldi is out at the end of this year. He's going after, what is it, four years? Um, and he's going uh, along with Stephen Moffat. He's been saying he's going at the end of this year as well. Yes! <laughs> yes! Uh, he does have good episodes, but his episodes are piss poor. Well, they've been getting a tad convoluted uh, as the seasons progress. So it's probably a good idea to uh, right. freshen it up a bit. Yeah, he's going in the uh, 2017 Christmas special, He'll Regenerate. Yeah. I'm really far behind in my Doctor Who. I've not watched the 2015 Christmas special yet, and I've not watched the 2016 Christmas special. So there wasn't a series between those two, was no, there? No, yeah, we had a year off this right. year. Yeah, so uh, I need to watch Husbands of Riverson and then whatever the 2016 one was. The Return of Doctor Mysterio. Was it called that, Last that Christmas? That sounds like... That it sounds, sounds like something that can happen, yeah. But I don't think it is. It sounds like so, a title that I'd make up, but that is what it's what it's called. Oh, is it really? Believe me. Oh, it's a superhero thing, isn't it? Yes, yeah. Right, yeah. I need to watch those two before I can watch a new series, which is going to start sometime this August, I presume. So around yeah, that time. maybe. I know they're still filming episodes. Yeah. So it'll be, it'll, it'll be this year at some point. But, but New Doctor, who's it going to be? I don't know what I was going to ask you. Do you want a lady doctor? No. Great. <laughs> I'm not being sexist at all. But I was thinking about this when I was searching for Capaldi's doctor and they were saying about these female actresses. And I was thinking, ah, it's going to feel like it's going to take away slightly because he sometimes has those stories, especially David Tennant, Matt Smith, about his, what's that I'm looking for? His lady wife. Friends. He had wives. He had children. Well, he has a grandchild, so he definitely had children, didn't he? Yeah. And stuff like that. And it'd be a bit weird if he went to a woman and was like, yes, my wife. He's like, oh, we have a lesbian doctor. <laughs> Although they could go that way. If they do, then You're talking yourself into it slowly, yeah, aren't you? It, uh, it sounds like I'm against women. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, any picks for a doctor? Anyone spring to mind? Eddie Redmayne? Possibly. I, I picture he'd be a lot like Matt Smith's doctor, though. Which, he, yeah, he yeah, would he be would. a lot. You don't want an exact replica, do you? Sort of that. But um, I don't know. Do you want young or do you want to stay old and serious? You probably mirror what they did with the first Doctors. Maybe s gradually bring the Doctor down in age. Before they suddenly bump him straight back up. Yeah. So Matt Smith was the youngest person to yeah. play the Doctor. About 26 or something. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so uh, and Capaldi is one of the oldest, I believe, to take over. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, so you're not fussed at the moment. Nah, white, black, male, female. If they make it female, I don't know if they'll then go for a male companion, maybe? Or they'll keep female companions. I have seen that they've, uh, there's a couple of um, women they've indicated to take over, like um, Catherine Tate, for example. Uh, although she was rumoured to do that last time, so was like Billy Piper and stuff like that. What, Billy Piper for the Doctor? I know she's advocated a female Doctor, and so has Peter Capaldi. Has he really? Well, yeah. Okay, maybe it will go that way. 
But you'd Maybe hate it that. Because no. you're sexist. Saying, I, saying <laughs> I'd hate it makes it sound like... I'm not against the idea. I just don't think it, the show would flow as nicely. Right. The Doctor's always been male. I don't care if he's white or black or Asian, whatever, but it's always been a male character because he always has a female companion and you have their relationship and I don't know maybe they'll switch it around completely okay well we'll have to see uh, more news Chris it's not good news from the DC cinematic universe I'll reel it off because a lot's happened the Flash film has been moved back to 2019 I think the script is getting a page one rewrite uh, it was originally written by the guys that did 21 Jump Street and the Lego movie Uh, so their script is now being tinkered with which is delaying the Flash film why would you have two comedy writers doing well Flash he's kind of a he's the comic relief of yeah but still well, they're uh, good writers, so that's probably Well, evidently why. not, because it's being rewritten. Well, no, it's... Do you want to know who's being rewritten by? You could tell me, but I probably won't know. No, but I'll tell you the films that he's currently writing, which include a Robin Hood origin film and the Guy Ritchie King Arthur film. Yeah, nothing wrong with those, though, I don't see. Have you seen the trailer for the King Arthur film? I have not. Does it look bad? Yes. <laughs> uh, it's dear. probably not his fault... But I would, I would much rather trust the writers of the Lego Movie and Twenty One Jump Street than, than a guy writing a, a Robin Hood oranges film. What's wrong with Robin Hood? I've never seen the Russell Crowe one, so. Then you don't know what's wrong with Robin Hood. <laughs> <laughs> but more bad news, even worse news, possibly. Ben Affleck is no longer directing the Batman solo film. He's stepped down. He's still going to be playing Batman, and he's taking on a producer role. But he's not directing, citing uh, creative differences, probably with the the script. So yeah, he would have good ideas, and they want these all these shit things. <laughs> At one point, they can have Batman be like, "Oh yeah, we're going to strip tease him. He's going to do a whole dance routine to, you know, lure a poison ivy or Mister Freeze into a false sense of security, and he's going to batter around Ivy's dick at them." And Ben Affleck was like, "No," and then they fucked him off as their actor. I get your point, as exaggerated as it is. <laughs> that's not inspired faith from you so who's the new director they're looking for one now oh for fuck's (laughs) sake I'm not sure if Affleck's got someone in mind that he can work with or if uh, Warner Brothers are going to try and find someone to replace him but either way it's not been a good week for DC at the moment so hopefully they get their shit together pretty soon because they've put a lot of money and effort into this universe and at the moment it's not going down very well is it unfortunately no and i feel sad about the uh the bat flick batman movie but i don't even know if i want to see it now well you're gonna have to probably <laughs> uh, i think i bring myself to do it so i think the villain's gonna be deathstroke yeah yeah they're gonna take it out and it's gonna be like i don't know that guy that puts hats on people and controls their mind matt hatter yeah dick <laughs> Well, I've got one more bit of uh, DC news. It's going to be bad no, again. it's casting news. Aquaman's mum and dad have possibly been cast. Nicole Kidman might be Aquamum. And the guy that played Django Fett. I can't say his first name, but his last name's Morrison. Tiago? It's a really complicated name and I can't say it. I can't spell it either. But he might be Aquadad. I didn't know they are going to have Aquaman's parents in it. Well, they are. <laughs> Why? And that's who they might be. So, yeah. Well, this is kind of a Thor thing, isn't it? 
Yeah, but you understand why Thor's parents are in it. I mean, at the moment, Thor's dad, Odin, is still ruler of Asgard. Unless Aquaman's obviously not going to be ruler of Atlantis. Well, yet. it's it's probably a thing where they get assassinated by I don't know Black Manta or someone, and then he has to be king or something. I'm not giving Warner Brothers help. It's their movie. You probably gave them an idea <laughs> because they were thinking the first half hour of the show is teach them how to fucking swim. <laughs> probably, yeah. <laughs> Django Fett teaching Carl Drogo to swim. That's a great opening to a film. Last bit of news: the Legion. Do you know what Legion is? Legion. Legion. It's uh, an X-Men... Okay, Fox have been trying to get an X-Men-related TV series up for a while now. And they've right. finally... I don't know whether they've made a pilot or it's a proper one, proper episode, but uh, they've made a TV show called Legion. Are you familiar with Legion? I'm familiar with the biblical demon. Well, that's not what the TV show's about. Uh, Legion, he's an X-Man, and his powers are basically split. So... He can have any superpower, but every time he develops a new superpower, say he wants laser vision, he then has a different personality that exclusively uses that power. So he'll have one nice personality for laser vision, and then maybe a psychopathic personality to have bone claws, and another one for freezing powers. Okay. Never heard of that. Have you never heard of Legion? No. It's going to be an awful TV series. Well, I was going to say the early reviews for it have been pretty positive. I don't know. I'll watch it, maybe. Is it going to share in the X-Men universe, then? Will we get a Logan cameo? I've got no idea. The X-Men timeline is so wibbly-wobbly at this point. It would be nigh on impossible to link it in without further wibblifying the timeline. How far does his personality split? Because is it like the film Split where he'll be like super strength and he's like an eight-year-old girl? Possibly. I'm not sure. But that's my extent of Legion, what I've told you. (laughs) Right. Yep. So really, none of this news is good. But some of it is. Really? What was the good news again? I don't don't recall. Aquamum? (laughs) No, none of it is good news. There's neutral news, like the X-Men thing starting. But none of it is what I'd say is good news. There's nothing I'm like, oh, that's great. Ugh, it's just disappointing. It's ruined my morning. Well, here's some even better news. We're talking about the happening. Oh my god! <laughs> Following on from our last episode where we talked about M. Night Shyamalan's new film, Split. Yes, we're talking about the happening. His greatest, his magnum opus of films. So long as he was trying to make a comedy and not a serious sci-fi horror film with undertones of global warming being bad. If he was going for that, then no, this is terrible. But comedy, it's a good film. What's it about, Chris? It's basically saying about we should treat the environment better. That is the overall message of the film. And if we don't treat the environment better? Plants will blow in the wind, trees will sway, grass will ripple, and we will blow our brains out. Or hit a head against a wall. Or throw ourselves off a building. Or any form of something to kill. Auto-cannibalism, if you like. Nobody actually eats themselves. There's going to be some who's going to do it. It's called suicide. That's the word you're looking for. Yeah, that word. Plants make us commit suicide in The Happening. Mark Wahlberg is a very unconvincing science teacher. Oh, he's awful in it. His acting is atrocious. What? Where did the bees go? (laughs) Who the fuck cares? Also, that bit does not make sense. I'm guessing he's trying to... Quietly interrupting you. (laughs) you, I wasn't talking. At the start of the film, Mark Wahlberg's teaching a science class and he's saying about... Bees have been vanishing. There's no bodies. We don't know what's been happening. What's 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 going on? Why why are they leaving? 
and he's trying to point out well, what M. Night was going for, I'm guessing. It was like, the bees are going to say, no, this event's going to happen. And that's why they've left. But I like to point out when this is happening, animals don't seem affected by it. You don't see like dogs killing themselves. There's a, at least two dogs in that film who just yeah. walk off. Yeah. So the bees have no reason to fuck off <laughs> because the bees aren't going to be affected by it. I think around, because this film came out in 2008, I think that was a... It was in the news a lot that the bees were disappearing. So M. Night probably went, bees are disappearing. Let's let's put that in there. That'll make Mark Wahlberg seem current and, and cool. He's not he's not current and cool. No. Also, what's his accent? He's got like his Boston accent's like slipping through, but not altogether. I I didn't pick up on that. I was too I busy. I was too busy noting down memorable quotes from Mark Wahlberg. One of them being, I can't believe they kept this in the film because it's a nothing line. When, okay, so the school has been uh, evacuated because there's what they think is a terrorist attack yeah and they're like okay let's evacuate the school get the kids to their homes survival tips if we're doing them one if you think there's a terrorist attack going on letting the kids go out from school to fend for themselves where their parents are probably at work or out or something like that surely the kids would be safer in the school Yes, if they think you would it's think, terrorists, you? yeah, yeah, safety in numbers, that kind of thing. Especially when they, I think they have an early indication that like, there's something in the air. It's airborne, or it's possibly in the water. Yeah, so why Send the fuck are you pushing them outside? <laughs> it's airborne. Run, children, run to the park, be free. Yeah, so that's not great. So early survival tip there. When the kids are leaving, Mark Wahlberg goes, "Hey guys, they'll turn. What, what wisdom?" Is Mark Wahlberg going to impart to us? Isn't it? He's telling them how to conduct scientific experiments. No, he it's, it's a nothing line. He They turn around and he goes, ah, oh, nothing. <laughs> and just lets them walk away. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. It's a, it's, this is a weird film. Right. Another, another line <laughs> that pissed me off was when the, the teacher called everybody into, all the teachers into the hall. And he telling them, you know, shit's happening. He goes, there is an event happening. <laughs> an event happened? Really? What else do events do if they don't fucking happen? Oh! <laughs> and we've also got his uh, Elmer, his hapless wife, played by uh, Zoe Deschanel. Yeah, known as Jess from New Girl. And the girl from Elf, the Will Ferrell That's stalks right. <laughs> in a and, shower. And as you pointed out, comedic roles she can play. She's good at those. Yeah. Serious roles, she's not good at those. She, well, I've never seen her in a proper serious role. She probably could do it. But under the direction of uh, M. Night, she does not do well in this. No. At all. Her eyes are constantly wide. Yeah, the fuck's up with that? A state of shock. The storyline that they've got, they've got to have some drama in this. Because this is... This film, it reminds me of a Roland Emmerich disaster film for a number of reasons that we'll get into in a sec. But... Yeah, she she's constantly wide-eyed. The false drama that they put in there is that she's worried that Mark Wahlberg's not going to be happy with her because she had tiramisu with another man. Not just any man, it was fucking M. Night as well. Yeah. <laughs> Called uh, Joey. Joey, yeah. And she's worried that Mark's going to go, What? You had tiramisu? That's, that's my dessert, man. How can you eat that when the bees are going? <laughs> Think of the bees. Oh, I don't like it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's some false drama. Uh, John Liguizamo, I've 
probably said his name wrong, but he's Mark's uh, maths teacher friend and he's got a daughter and he hatches a plan that they should go to the country with his his mother-in-law or his mum. His wife. No, his wife's going to meet them there at their mums or something it's not important oh they, yeah they're going they're going to his mums and his wife's going to meet him there yeah so yeah 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 so they, they're going to get on a train and john's brought his daughter and john doesn't like zoe because <laughs> this is some great reasoning because he saw her crying uh mark and zoe's i'm, I'm using the actor names because you mean not? they're real names they're real names, names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm using their real names um but yeah, he's he's upset with her because he saw her crying at her wedding. Don't you normally see uh, brides and grooms when they're up at the altar? They sometimes do get a bit teary because it's meant to be a beautiful day for them. Yeah. So he probably saw that and thought, you fucking bitch. <laughs> and when he said, does anybody object? He stood up and you're like, the fuck you doing? Why? <laughs> and uh, that was a stupid reason as well. Yeah. And most of the dramatic tone changes come from John's character because he's kind of a jokey... Hey, he's a jokey actor, but yeah, he's 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 another one that's miscast. I think. Yeah, the, the, the whole cast is miscast. I the, think. The roles I like to see him in that I enjoy is when he plays uh, villainous guys. Oh he's yeah, much better at playing bad guys or uh, dickhead guys. Like George Romero's Land of the Dead, he's in that, and he plays a guy who doesn't give a fuck. And he's like. I'm going to bend the rules slightly. I'm going to make some extra money on my side. I don't care if some, somebody else dies. And he plays it well. It's like, yes, you're suited for this. And then when he's a maths teacher, he's like, I'm going to throw some percentages at you. And it's, fuck off. Do you know what I liked him in? What? It was Luigi in the Mario movie. Oh, my days. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, but yeah, his performance in the Mario movie is a lot better than in this. <laughs> the only person who performed well in this film was his daughter, the eight-year-old girl. <laughs> she didn't say anything. Which is why... <laughs> which is why... But- her acting, facial expression stuff. She was good. She was the only good actor in this entire film. High praise. So they get onto this train and Zoe uh, gets a phone call saying that the happening is happening in different parts of America. Um, eventually the train has to stop because the drivers have lost contact with everyone. Why don't they just keep going? I'm guessing they're worried there'll be another train coming. Possibly, yeah. So they're just going to leave it on the rails anyway, so yeah, there can be a collision anyway, for, yeah. <laughs> for other trains to crash into them. So that leaves everyone on the train stranded in this little village where they they go into a calf to kind of uh, regroup and figure out what to do. And in this calf, an elderly woman receives a video message. And whilst Mark Wahlberg is sat down with John's daughter, who's about eight, she's not very old, this elderly woman turns to Mark and goes, look, this is horrible. It's happening everywhere. Turns her phone on him and the small child and shows him a video of a man killing himself by feeding himself to lions. There's lots of really weird ways that Shyamalan has come up with killing people. There's people, like you said, jumping off of building work. Someone stamps themselves in the neck with... um Hairpin, really long, sharp hairpin. Like a knitting needle. Yeah, uh, someone lays in front of a lawnmower. That's a good one. But yeah, what possessed this woman to think that Mark Wahlberg would want to see this and there's a s- small girl right next to him? Does she have no filter? The way she says it as well, she's like, my sister sent me this, have a look. It's like they've known each other for years. Yeah. She's so casual, she's like... I can see you sitting there. I see he's trying to calm down the daughter as well. She's uh, very distressed, and he's he's made made her laugh. He's trying to calm her down. She's like, "Look, look <laughs> at them dying." She's great. 
I hope she survived. <laughs> she, oh. This is. And what's funny is at the same time, uh, the little girl's dad. Uh, what was his what was his actor name? John. John. Just call him John. He's watching the same. Some guy's watching the same video on his phone. He's peering over the shoulder. So luckily, they saw the same video at the same time. Yeah. So they were all up to date. I mean, this film is is no good. Uh, when everyone decides that they need to leave the village or, or the cap or whatever, uh, John decides that he has to go and find his wife, and he gets a he manages to hitch a ride in in a Land Rover going the opposite direction that Zoe and Mark are going, and he leaves his daughter with Zoe and Mark. Fifty percent of that pair he does not like being Zoe. Yeah, because he has that dramatic moment where she reaches for his hand and he's like, don't take my daughter's hand unless you mean it. And he's like, shut up. It's not even that. You're trusting them with your daughter. It's not like she's... You're you're going go with them because I kind of trust half of you. But... No. What the fuck? Also, he's like, there's only room in this Jeep for one more. It's a fucking huge Jeep. She, she could have easily sat on his lap. Yeah. Although maybe it wouldn't have been safe. Well, in the end, it isn't safe at all. Which no. I have uh, I have an annoyance with this car crash. I'll, I'll let you explain, and uh, I'm going I'm to lay down something on it. Okay, well, yeah. Mark, Zoe, and John's daughter managed to hitch a ride with Hot Dog Man. Oh, he's great. The greatest <laughs> character in this film. We'll come back to Hot Dog Man in a minute. And uh, John goes off with his new friends in, the, in this soft-top convertible Jeep and goes into the heart of where the happening has been happening. We're going to say happening a lot. Yes. <laughs> And there's there's bodies hanging from trees and one of uh, the passengers in the jeep's getting all freaked out. So John decides to calm her down with a maths riddle. Maths. Soothing. <laughs> it's not. If it would have told me this riddle, I would have just punched him in the face. <laughs> it's maths. It's not soothing. It's complicated. Yeah, the, the maths riddle kind of works. Sort of. She's calm-ish. And then John notices that there's a rip in the soft top of the jeep and the toxins that the plants are giving off have managed to get in and he just looks at this rip he doesn't tell anyone or do anything i suppose it's probably too late the rip's been there since they've been driving so they've probably already been infected with the toxin pollen death thing already but yeah we then pull out and the jeep stops then accelerates into a tree Someone goes flying out when it hits the tree. Then John gets out. He's obviously been wearing his seatbelt. Sits down, picks up a shard of glass and then starts cutting himself so he's probably dead. But yeah, what were you going to say? Just stick your thumb over the rip? No, the annoyance at the car crash. When it hits a tree, there's actually two people come out of it. Two people come out and it's both men come out the front windscreen. Now, John was sitting in the front passenger seat. The other male was sitting directly behind him. When the car hits... Two men come out the front windscreen, the driver and what must be the guy behind John. That means he came through, <laughs> somehow through went John. past John, through John, yes, <laughs> and out the windscreen. And I started thinking, because at first I thought it was John. I was like, okay, he's gone through. And he got the car, I was like, the fuck? <laughs> so the other guy flew through him out of the front window. Well, could there have been someone sat in the middle? Yeah, there was a woman. But it wasn't a woman that went through. I'm pretty sure it was two guys, because it was, uh, yeah, it was male driving, John in the front male sitting directly behind John and then rear middle and rear left two females and it looked like males come out the front windscreen I could be wrong but that's what it looked like yeah you might be and also if someone came out through the middle they would have hit the tree 
Exactly. So what? And the person that came, the other second person came out to the right of the driver. So it wasn't the person sitting directly behind the driver either, because they would have come out in the same you know area. Yeah, you've got a point, Chris. Yeah, you don't often have a point, but you I do are, now. Dude, I, I I watched it. And I was like, <laughs> nope. I'm gonna enjoy the film. It's breaks try the to. laws of physics. Yeah, cause I seemed it as John at first, and he got the car, and I was like, no. What what have you done? Apparently, John can have people go through him. Yeah, he's a magical... Maybe he used the power of maths. To what? <laughs> Bend the reality of time so this person doesn't hit him as he fly out the car. He's really good at maths. Or space, I should say. Uh, is there anything you could do to survive that? Get well, if he's wearing a fucking seatbelt... Oh, yeah, that's a good Get one. It's better than mine. Hot dog man. Yeah, Hot Dog Man. The greatest character to come out of the happening. Are we going to go on to Hot Dog Man now? Yeah, I'm disappointed he wasn't in Split. I'm disappointed. I wanted, a, I wanted a hot dog man cameo. Just looks at like one of um, James McAvoy's characters. And be like, do you like hot dogs? And be like, no. Then he changed change his be like, yeah, I love hot yeah. dogs. <laughs> yeah, so hot dog man picks up uh, our main group of Mark and Zoe and takes them to a greenhouse which he owns. And when Mark and Zoe are having a, having a chat, a serious chat, hot dog man wanders into this greenhouse and goes, do you like hot dogs? They've got a bad rap. They got, they got a good shape. They got protein. Yeah, high protein. They're good. Since when have hot dogs had a bad rap, by the way? It's when like the second thing? most popular food in America, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know, but... They love it. Uh, yeah. Hot Dog Man then talks to his plants and says he'll be back soon to look after them. What plants are they? Is it cannabis? Oh, no, they're green. Hot Dog Man looks like he would be addicted <laughs> to cannabis. It wouldn't surprise me. It's great because he's playing classical music as well. Which is awesome. They should have just stayed there. Yeah. Well, Hot Dog Man, he he hits the nail on the head. Uh, I guess. He says it's probably the plants that are doing this because they can release toxins to attract different insects that are, that will eat parasites that are feeding on the plants to sort of protect themselves. So he's 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 not stupid for all the talk of hot dogs. So Hot Dog Man, he's he's kind of intelligent. He knows his plants. Things. Yeah. So he accurately guesses and gives away uh, the antagonist of the film, uh, Trees, the deadliest of nature's... Obviously. (laughs) ...of nature's creations. So they eventually come to a crossroads and a bunch of other cars converge and they all say that in every direction the happening has been happening and there's nowhere really safe to go. And then this army guy takes charge and goes, right, we're going to cross the field to this small settlement and we're going to we're gonna rest up there. So yeah, they come to a theory, bigger groups are triggering it off. So they think small groups, less people should be safe. By the way, the acting guy, fucking he was annoying as well. That was piss poor acting guy. as well. Yeah, he was terrible. <gasps> yeah, he wasn't great. <laughs> so Mark and his gang set off first uh, across this field, leaving Hot Dog Man in with a bigger group with the soldier man and they walk across and then they all of a sudden hear shooting behind them and the happening the spores have been triggered and the bigger group containing hot dog man has taken effect and they've killed themselves uh probably hot dog man as well nope nope no he definitely survived that he got down one he offered a hot dog to a conifer and it stopped and the conifer ate the hot dog i saw the extended version it was all in there (laughs) Mark Wahlberg, in a panic, starts saying random science shit. Huh, device an experiment. R- variables. Let me think. Split up. <laughs> oh, it's so hard to come to, wasn't it? 
So the little group he's in all split up into different uh, sections and then they run off. And this is where it starts to remind me of a Roland Emmerich disaster film. There are so many unnecessary side characters. It's it's irritating. In fact, there are more side characters in, in this than there have been in any other Roland Emmerich disaster film. You've got the army guy. You've got hot dog man. You've got John, who's a glorified uh, side character. You've got the creepy woman in the house. You've got the two teens that are tagging along with him at this point. It's just horrible. You don't care about any of them. Yeah. Apart from the hot dog man. <laughs> well, hot dog man I was, I was rooting for, and I know he did survive. Oh, obviously. Naturally. He's hot dog man. He knows his plants. He's shoved two hot dogs up his nose so he wouldn't be affected by the spores. Yeah, I wonder if you just hold your breath and out hold it. Breathing. Life. <laughs> you probably hold it until it dissipated. Yeah. To the air. You think you're good? I mean, it's a long shot, but maybe. Yeah. If anyone could do it, Hot Dog Man could do it. Naturally. But, yeah, so Mark splits up with these two teens and uh, they come to a house where they try to get some food for John's daughter uh, the occupants are unwilling to part with their food because they know what's happening and they don't want to let anyone in just in case it brings in all the bad toxins along with it. And the two teens that are with Mark kind of half-heartedly try and break in. They're not really trying. They're like, hey, there's a girl out here and she needs some food. And they start weakly kicking the door. and One pulling. kicks the door and the other one pulls out a shutter. Yeah, it doesn't end well because the occupant comes out with a shotgun, shoots both of them, and Mark does his best Darth Vader impression. No! <laughs> interesting, quickly interesting <laughs> fact about that no scream. It is actually Darth Vader's? Inspired Darth Vader's? <laughs> no. The, um, it's Matt Happen Return of Jedi, isn't it? when uh, I think Luke's been electrocuted or something before Vader picks up the Emperor or while he's picking him up whatever oh well you're thinking about the no from episode 3 aren't yeah, you yeah right. there was a no that was I was actually in. starting off with the no from happening is this a Star Wars fact <laughs> yeah, it's, well in episode 6 Return of Jedi when Luke's been electrocuted and Vader picks up the Emperor there was a version of that later where Vader has a no put into there yeah that's I've not horrible. seen it and I didn't know anything about it it's, it's no good it's on the latest DVD release see I ain't got that, so I ain't gonna deal with that shit. You don't need to deal. You don't need that because it, it's clear from Vader looking. You don't have Vader then going, "Hmm, the Emperor's a bit of a dick and he's killing my son. My no. son's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Who should I throw off this balcony? No, yeah, but Marble Bird does a Darth Vader scream, and it's slow motion as well. Yes, it's like no, and it's like oh my god, the crazy guy in the house or the guy protecting his property. He's like, we don't want to let anybody in the toxins. He opens the fucking door anyway. And his windows are open because he puts a shotgun through it. Exactly. So the toxin, if it's around, is going to get in there anyway. Yeah. He's not thought this through, has he? No, he just brutally murdered two teenagers. And Mark's reaction is is unjustified for people that he's known for five minutes. Yeah, I wouldn't have And have no character development at all. No. Apart from the fact they turn into yobs and try and break into a house. Great. Character building. We love it. Chris, we come on to the worst side character now. Or the most sinister side character. The creepy old lady who (laughs) is introduced to us. She's sat outside and Mark comes up to her. She goes, you eyeing my lemon drink? I suppose the nice thing to do would be to let you in and feed you. And let you stay the night. 
You, she doesn't know there's this epidemic happening. She doesn't know about all the people dying. Yeah, because so she's as, kind of a recluse. Yeah, so as far as she's concerned, a strange man has turned up on her porch with a woman and a young girl. And she stares at him. She's like, I also need to give you food and let you stay <laughs> the night. But then accuse you of trying to murder me in my sleep because I'm paranoid as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll still let you stay the night, though. Yeah. Oh, and in that bit, uh, Mark is, is whispering to Zoe and then this creepy lady shows up and she accuses Mark of trying to steal from me? No. Plotting to murder me in my sleep? And as soon as she accuses him of this, she turns around and walks away. I know. She, <laughs> it's because he said no. She's like, oh, okay. Sorry. No, he said no. <laughs> He's such a convincing no, though. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? I'd have to give her credit. Well, actually, it's nothing to do with her. But there was like one scene in the house that I... Uh, it's one scene where I was, I was like, this could make me jump. This could be an actual good scare scene. Which is in the next day when he gets up and he's looking around. And he walks into a woman's bedroom and it has got the doll on the bed. Yeah, and that's I was, creepy. Yeah, and I was like, okay, that's creepy. And I was expecting her to like come running at him at the side of a knife or something. Because she's fucking lost it. And yeah, and it's just, she just appears behind him. She's like... And she does a weird hammer. She's like, get out of my house! And then she like, tries to fist. force choke him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then she walks outside and then is instantly affected by the happening. I don't know why, though. It's because she was giving off bad vibes. And I, if that was the case, why isn't yeah. Mark affected? Because this thing, it can get inside. Because there's a phone conversation with one of the ladies in the crossroads. She's talking to her daughter or something. And she's locked herself inside a house. And then you hear a smash and she's jumped out the window or something like that. So it can get in. So it you, must be the bad vibes that the crazy old lady's pumping out into the world. Bad karma. You don't know, though. I mean, she may have left a window open somewhere in that the girl in the house that you hear on the phone. There could have been something open, so we don't know for sure. But then at the same time, when Mark sees the woman affected by it, she starts walking backwards and then um, starts slamming her face against the house and smashes the windows. Yeah. The windows, she smashes it, and the wind blows in for a good four or five seconds before Mark goes, Ooh, and closes the door. And I'm pretty sure those doors aren't airtight anyway. So no, they definitely wouldn't be. Man, maybe you're right then. Again, where Zoe and uh, the little girl, they're hiding in this outhouse. Or not hiding there, sorry, they're playing in this like, outhouse bit, aren't they? Yeah, but they're exploring because the old lady said there's a bit where uh, they used to hide slaves that they were rescuing. And there's a pipe, which means you can talk to the people in, house, the, in the yeah. other. Yeah. And Mark finds that and they have a little bit of a chat through the yeah. pipe. But again, they're in that house and... Or that back bit, and they've got the window open, the door wide open, and that's open the entire time. This woman is smashing her face against the wall, yeah, and they're not affected. So it must have blown into there and been like, "I'll let you go." The old woman's nasty. She slapped you on the wrist when you tried to pick up a biscuit, <laughs> and then gave it to you. Yeah, I'm throwing the biscuit back up. Fuck, you slapped my wrist. Or she, she should reach forward and slap the old woman's wrist as she was reaching for the biscuit. Yeah, old woman's are a deck to one or something. <laughs> And the, the film makes no sense. Then Mark goes out and he's like, I don't want to die alone. I want to be with Zoe Deschanel and a small child. And then they go out. Then they come back into the house. They're together. And then jump cut to three months later. The happening has stopped happening. Everyone's okay. Uh, the little girl has gotten over the death of her dad and potentially her mum fairly quickly. And she's calling Zoe, oh, I love you, you're, you're my new mummy, yay. And then Zoe's pregnant for some reason, and the happening stopped, and society is 
working again, despite the fact that probably well over half the population is dead. Yeah, they don't seem affected by it at all, do no, they? No, because there's buses and shit going around, yeah. I don't get how... You think there'd be mass paranoia, people will be hiding inside, like, yeah. I'm not going outside, it could happen at any moment, again. Yeah. Everyone's like, yeah, we're just going to go on with it, whatevs. Three months after. Three months. Yeah. And then there's a really heavy-handed thing. I get the message. I don't know, I respect it that we should, re- you know, respect the environment and not pollute it, but the way he puts this message across, Shyamalan... It's lazy and super hit you over the head with a cricket bat because uh, there's the TV going and there's a there's an interview going on and there's like, why did this happen? And the so-called expert is going, it's nature, man. When you piss it off, it strikes back. And then the news guy goes, well, I could believe it was nature if it happened in at least one other place. It happened all across America. Uh, only in Northeast. Oh, still, that's a large enough area. And then evidently not. No, it's not. It's not <laughs> no. convincing enough for them. And then jump cut to France, and then it happens there. Everyone stops, and French people start killing themselves, and that's the end of the film. Uh, it's not a good film. I did forget to mention the best scene in the film, though. Go on. It's Mark Wahlberg. He's in. He's in this house, and he's kind of come on board now that the plants are the ones doing this. And in this house, he sees a plant. And he walks <laughs> He walks up to the plant and softly goes Hey we're just here for some water and to use the bathroom. We're not gonna hurt you and then we're gonna go. I'm talking to a plant. Touches the plant. You're not even a real plant, you're a plastic plant. Also he looks at it because well, he notices it because it's swaying slightly. Yeah. And he thinks, oh, it's swaying, oh my god, you know, it's it's a killer plant. I didn't see any air conditioning in that house or anything, so he must have had a window open. So it defeats the entire point of going into the house. I mean, they're going there to try and find food, but again, they're in there for shelter. And as far as I'm concerned, they've got a window open. I have no clue. This film is a mess. It is. It's no good. Terrible. Uh, any survival suggestions? Yes, stay indoors. <laughs> right. The, the epidemic, whether it starts at 8.30 in the morning... It finishes at 9.27 the next day. It's not, it doesn't even run. Oh, sorry. It does run for over 24 hours. I, got my, <laughs> I was thinking 8.27. So it runs for just a little over 24 hours. Sit indoors and have a Star Wars marathon or something. Yeah, Star Wars is long enough. Exactly. You would, There, done. But everyone fucking panics and runs outside and starts dying. <laughs> that, that's it. That's all you have to do. Stay indoors. The perfect uh, survival scene is shown in this film with two elderly women and a sitting of gas masks on. Yep. Do the same thing. No arguing with that. Also, maybe you could have survived if the night before you'd had a massive party and then you just slept for 24 hours. You're so drunk. (laughs) Yeah, you just passed out and lost a whole day. Another thing, M. Night had a chance to create some very uh, creative deaths. And he did a couple, like the guy uh, running himself over with a big lawnmower. But most of them were just either people jumping off buildings or shooting themselves in the head. He could have done so much more. What would you have done <laughs> if you were taken over by the happening? Mm. How would you top yourself in the most creative way possible? I have a feeling you're going to censor me heavily if I go. Probably, this. yes. <laughs> I'm not sure why I asked you that question. <laughs> I retract I that question. There's so many ways. I could do an entire hour-long podcast on the different ways that I would do it. Let's not do that. <laughs> let's not Chris's. Let's not get Chris's remake of the happening. 
Don't start. It'd be so much better. It'd be so much better. No. Would you cast Mark Wahlberg? I would cast Will Smith to play Will Smith. (laughs) Actor Will Smith in The Happening. Yes. Great. But when we call The Happening, it'll be called When Plants Attack Via the Wind in brackets. (laughs) Excellent title. Thank you. I I have nothing else to add other than if if we were if this was a new film don't watch it. Would you like this film to be in the happen in not in the happening universe in the, <laughs> in the in the unbreakable universe? I'm just going to assume all of these films are in a shared universe. Don't assume that. No, I am. In fact, I would have liked it if in Split when I was going uh, through when the um the girl Casey was looking at all the different personalities on the computer and there was that history guy. She clicked on him and would have been like. Back in 2008, there was a mass epidemic where the wind blew and some people killed themselves. So what are we going to do? And I would be like, ah, yay. I would hate a shared Shyamalan universe. It would be too much. Ghosts, killer plants, superheroes, whatever the fuck was going on in Lady in the Lake or Lady in the Water, whatever the whatever the fuck that was. Last Airbender. What the hell? How would Last Airbender fit in? Obviously, it's set medieval times. <laughs> It's set before the current universe. I don't know. Or it's on a different planet. Oh. How would After Earth fit in? Oh, God. Is that an M. Night film as well? Yes. After Earth is the effect of the... Is a direct sequel to The Happening 2. Oh, that's what happened. He can make so many more happening things. Just different people survive. He's got the one in France. He can make one in England. Then he can make one, you know, Scotland. He can then jump over and make the uh, southwest of America. Then he could go to Alaska. Next thing you know, he's in Canada. Just make it a comedy. Well, this is this film. It, the drastic tones shift. It's it's half comedy, half. It's no good. It's a mess. I don't like it. Let's never watch it again. I, I said that the first time I watched it, and so you're like, oh, we're gonna do the happening. Watch it, and you text me three times in a row. <laughs> Every time I looked at it, I was like, oh my god. And then I kept. I didn't reply, by the way. You know, I didn't reply. I know, I was there. I uh, yeah, I kept forgetting to reply. Sam texted you... me twice. I didn't reply either. Yeah. I just ignore all my you texts. You just ignore all your, your friends, yes. But yeah, maybe a better film to do following up Split would have been Unbreakable. Certainly would have been a better film. But we'll save Unbreakable for, for later. When... I want Happening too. Gonna happen, because it's that happening. Ooh. And on that note, you can email us at wecouldsurvivethat at gmail.com and tell us what's happening. Oh, no. <laughs> or you can tweet us uh, at wecouldsurvive and tell us your favourite Shyamalan film or your favourite comedy moment from The Happening. Look forward to that. Next week, I think we're doing the Lego Batman movie. Lego Batman. Because that's the best Batman film we're going to get this year, probably. Ah, unfortunately. Depending on how good slash bad the Justice League is. So we're doing that. Um, We'll probably do a bit about... Batman's best worst villains because there's a lot of obscure villains that have been teased in the in the Batman film so yeah okay we're going to talk about Calendar Man and the Condiment King I know Calendar Man but I don't know Condiment King well you're going to learn all about him next week oh okay <laughs> great but until then this show has happened <laughs> and now Chris's outro is going to happen um, please stop saying that happen <laughs> It's too late, it already happened. Oh. Right then, well, you have listened to We Can Survive That, your weekly survival go- survival good. Survival Google. Survival go- <laughs> They're there. Your weekly survival guide to 
the Shyamalan universe. Yes. Uh, we'll see you next week. Until then, if the wind blows near you, run. Because apparently that means plants are coming to kill you. Yes. And not the day of the Triffid plants. Not the cool plants that eat you. No. The boring plants. The plants that sway gently in the breeze. But yeah, bye. <laughs> oh, such a bad film! <laughs>